Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Hi, welcome back. This is Melanie and Kaleo. Uh, Happy Muse Monday. Welcome back. (laughs) We have a very special guest today. And before I introduce her, I want to jump into her bio. And I'm very excited to talk with her. Um, She is a a relationship coach. So actually, a few of my friends are very excited to hear this episode, too. You know what I'm excited about as well? That this is a remote podcast. Yeah. You know, I really love when the energy is all here in the studio. But I I just love to congratulate me on setting up (laughs) the whole gear to actually like allow this technology to happen yeah because if it was up to me this would never happen right because right now like i have maya on the phone but i have her running through my neve preamp so her voice is just Mm going to sound stunning on the recording you're such a nerd i I know this is what i'm really excited about (laughs) all right so we have today very excited we have maya diamond who is an expert dating and relationship coach She's known for helping women finally find their man after years of trying so that they can have a happy, satisfying, and fulfilling relationship. Maya believes that having a great relationship positively impacts all areas of your life. She specializes in helping single women who have had the pattern of attracting unavailable men unwind that pattern, heal their attachment wounds, and create a healthy, secure relationship with themselves and their partner. Maya is a licensed marriage and family therapist and holds a master's degree in somatic psychology from the California Institute of Integral Studies. In 2016, 17, and 18, Maya was named one of the best life coaches in San Francisco by Expertise.com. In 2014, she was named one of the best relationship experts in California by DatingAdvice.com. Maya's dating advice has been featured on Mind Body Green, Fast Company, WikiHow, and The Elephant Journal. In 2018, November, she shared her message on the TEDx stage with her talk, The Surprising Key to Building a Healthy Relationship That Lasts. So hi, Maya. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. So happy to be here. Very excited to have you. And we both watched the TEDx talk and it was great. It was inspirational. Yeah. Way to control a stage. (laughs) Thank you. You've you've done those things before, I I gather. (laughs) Actually, no, I had never done yeah anything quite like that before so yeah I was very very happy that it all turned out well it's definitely one of the most anxiety provoking things I think anyone can ever do I can imagine (laughs) I can imagine stage work yeah so how did you get started in this in this um this path this business um so I um well, this particular, I'll just say, yeah, dating and relationship, this particular niche, mm-hmm. um, I personally, well, I, yeah, there's two ways. One is watching my mother, my successful, very, you know, high achieving, loving mother, um, in a lot of relationships where she just didn't feel met and she felt very disappointed and kind of one relationship after the next including my father. So her and my father broke up when I was eight months old. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, really hard for me growing up to have my parents, you know, not together. And my dad 
was an addict most of his life. And, but then, yeah, seeing my mom with these different men and not feeling totally met. And then I had my own personal pattern of kind of choosing unavailable men. And that went on for 10 years. And it was really, really challenging on a lot of levels. And so I was just worked really, really hard to shift that, that pattern. And that is now, and so now I'm in a healthy, loving relationship. And that's also the pattern that I work with with women. And so it really allows me to have the level of compassion and understanding that I have, mm -hmm. because not only do I deeply care about the people I work with, but I also went through every single, like every dating mistake in the book I've made myself mm. 100%. Wow. So you so, have the education to back it up. You have right, the degrees exactly. to back it up, but it's yeah. more about the life experience that you've had that has brought yeah. you to this path. Yeah. Right. The yeah. real experience to back it up. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> for sure. I think so much of what you learn is yeah, I would say definitely half of what I've, the reason that I do the work that I do is because of all the training and education I've had and all the education that I, you know, constantly, I'm constantly learning and growing. And I, I deeply believe we never stop evolving um, if we want to. And so that's really important to me. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, the personal experience of, yeah, what I've been through both in my family of origin and also dating for sure. Yeah. And I, relationships. I think it's really important to keep evolving and growing, first of all, with yourself yeah. and then also yeah. with your partner. Kalea yeah. and I have been, we're coming up on 18 years marriage um, wow. this June. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that is very impressive. Thank I'm, you. Yeah. And I can say that we're even closer now than than we ever have been and oh, it's because so beautiful. we just continue to grow and evolve ourselves but also hold space for the other person yeah. to grow and evolve yeah, yeah. and that's a really so beautiful. That, that's a really excellent way to put it to hold space for the other person while you understanding are that never ending um expansion and the, all the work that you're putting into does have to come to the base level which is you and totally. then, and then when yeah. you when you have that foundation, then you can have those beautiful relationships that um, yeah. that keep thriving as long as that relationship with you is is maintained and and you know yeah. cared for more than anything. Yeah, yeah, it's both and exact. I yeah, I deeply believe. Yeah, the way we treat ourselves as well as the way we treat our partner is so so important, and we can't. Um, one of the biggest basis of the work that I do, which is kind of touched upon in the TEDx talk, is um, working with attachment theory, which says that, you know, we're wired for relationship and that we're wired to really have someone that has our back and is there for us in the good times and the bad times. So, mm -hmm. you know, when we have that, when we feel like, oh, this person's going to be there for me, it's so, so powerful for our nervous system, right? So it's like, not only does that help you be a better person in the world, but it also helps you feel like you can grow and change because you have this person who's like gonna come, you get to come home with, right? Mm -hmm. Come home to at the end of the day. And so um, something that is very common in the women that I work with is that 
there's an insecure attachment style, which is, um, which is, you know, either anxious or avoidant or disorganized or a combination of all of those. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it can be really hard to, um, create the, the healthy, secure relationships that you want when there's that deeply insecure attachment inside. Mm -hmm. And so exactly what you're saying, when we really, you know, do the work ourselves, it allows us to have a healthy relationship, both with ourselves and our partner. And so that's, you know, a big part of the healing work that I've done is healing those attachment wounds, whether it's abandonment, neglect, rejection, all of those things that, um, you know, create the more anxious attachment style, which is where, you know, my, where I came from mm-hmm. in my family of origin. Wow. And then um, what, what sort of tools do you use to, to work through that? Yeah. So um, what I've developed is um, a particular process that I lead women through um, that does the deep healing work and also actual, you know, teaching actual tangible skills of how to choose and how to discern. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of the tools, one of the tools that I use is, in my opinion, most attachment wounding is trauma. And so when we have trauma, we have to do a somatic healing modality. And so the somatic healing modality, one of the biggest ones I use is um, the emotional freedom techniques, which is tapping. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. And so I do that with my clients and then I also teach them how to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, like the level of healing that happens both with me, but also on their own. And it's so empowering to be able to have a tool that you can use on your own when you're, you know, like the other day I had a client who was like about to go into a panic kind of attack feeling at work and she used the EFT tapping on her own and she just felt like a million times better within, you know, 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, that's one of the biggest ones that I use to heal the trauma. And then also, um, I would say using mindfulness, uh, as well as, um, giving yourself, teaching my clients how to give themselves what they didn't get in their childhood, which is usually attunement, presence, and love. Hmm. Really excellent. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And, and both Melanie. Super and, simple. Yeah, yeah. Both Melanie and I are. <laughs> like, are but yet yeah. not. <laughs> Very simple, but um, how funny it is like uh, Melanie and I have been practicing tapping for years and years and years. And mm, we actually, and, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. We actually took a course in it. And, um, but the, the, the funny thing is, is <laughs> it's so important to be reminded of these tools when the yeah. situation happens. Mm-hmm. And totally. that's, that's the really work. That's the real that's work. The hard you know? part. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's so true. Totally. I mean, I'll be, I, I might have, you know, some stresses going on and I'll totally forget. And then I'll get in my car and I'll drive and somebody will kind of cut me off. And instantly yeah. I start tapping. It's nice. <laughs> I'm like, who got to let that go? So I need it's to remember amazing. it when I have yeah. like yeah. emotional stresses or things that yeah. I'm going through. Yeah, that's totally. a powerful one. Totally. Um, that's so cool. So backing up a little bit, you mentioned unavailable partners. 
So mm-hmm. I can imagine that would be, um, let's say, somebody who's already in a relationship or yes. um, emotionally unavailable. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Or, yeah. Or but, physically un, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just not there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it can look like a lot of things. Yeah, like a married someone who's married, someone who's physically unavailable, emotionally unavailable. A very common one is a man who won't commit to the relationship. So maybe he's just like, you know, you guys are hanging out, but you're not actually committed. Mm-hmm. Um, that look, that's very, very common. Um, or a man who's very hot and cold. So one minute he's totally into you and then like he doesn't talk to you for a week or a month or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that lack of consistency, that lack of reliability is really what creates that unavailability and the level of pain and distress. Um, also, you know, the other thing, yeah, is very common in the women I work with is that they've been married to narcissistic partner men who are narcissists Mm -hmm. who um, are not able to really see them and prioritize them. Um, Because when you have narcissism, you don't have, you're literally, there's like an empathy piece missing. That's part of the diagnostic criteria is lack of no empathy. And so really hard to have an intimate relationship when one of the people can't really you know fully see the other person absolutely and so that's a big big pattern as well as women who've been in abusive emotionally and physically abusive relationships which is quite common in this country mm-hmm. and so um you know that just creates so much pain and distress and usually that is rooted in childhood usually it's a familiar pattern you know, you grew up in an abusive household or, you know, you grew up with a narcissistic father, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, that's what you know love to be. Mm-hmm. And then you create that again in your love life. And the work that I do is helping actually heal that work with me so that they don't have to create it in, again in their love life to try to master the trauma in their love life. It's like, let's Let's do the healing work so we don't have to create this over and over again. Right. So you're not attracting that over and over again. Exactly. And choosing it. Yeah. Yeah. Attracting and choosing it. Yeah. What would you say to someone, let's say a woman who you haven't yet worked with, fell in love Mm -hmm. with a man who is unavailable Mm -hmm. and in some way. And mm-hmm. they, she was just madly in love and the other person decided that they wanted to do some work on themselves. Would you recommend that she stays in that relationship while that other person does the work to heal themselves and become more available and present? Or is it so more that of person, a, the partner is in the, is committed to the relationship and wants to do the work? Um, hopefully, yes. Yeah, that, so yeah, for, first of all, I would say, this scenario, I would, it's pretty rare. <laughs> um, I would want to talk to the person before I really gave the coaching. Cause mm-hmm. I, I use my intuitive function when I give oh, I advice like and coaching. And so by actually talking to the actual person, I would be, you know, getting a lot of information from her about the relationship and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say like, to answer that question, I would really need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. But, um, from what you said, yes, if someone's like, committed to the relationship and willing to do the work, then I think it can definitely work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 
So in your TED Talk, you said, let's see here, I have it written down. Neuroscience says that we are wired for relationship, just like you previously mentioned. Yeah. And I really believe that. You know, Kaleo and I, he is a touring musician, so he goes on tour a lot. And I have, you know, in the very beginning, that was really challenging. But now it's just we, we both have so much confidence in our relationship and in, you know, Mm. we have our own lives going on. So we don't, I I don't feel that. I mean, on some level, I feel like, oh, of course, a part of me is gone. But on the other side of that, I I feel complete. And what do you think? What are your thoughts on long distance relationships? Because I think connection is important, whether or not you're physically together or geographically together. I think if you have some sort of a connection, you have communication, you have, you know, and and ideas of, um, you know, we're going to be, we're going to talk to each other every day, or we're going to communicate whenever it's, um, whenever we have time, whatever your agreement is to have some comfortability in that long distance. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yes, I completely agree. I think it's about, I think long distance relationships can definitely work if there's, I have, you know, clients who have long distance relationships. My mom is in a long distance relationship. Um, and I think it's about, you know, exactly like that you, um, you know, that you create the time and space to, to have that quality time together Mm-hmm. you know, in person, whether it's like every couple of months, you have a month together or whatever it is. And then also, you know, with FaceTime, you know, and you set aside that time, I think mm-hmm. it can definitely work and even and be an emotionally available relationship 100%. If there's, you know, just yeah, that quality time and both people feel like they're getting their needs met. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just, the connection can be um, over space and time. It just has to be exactly. a connection there. Well, yeah. another thing too is like... Um, cultivated. Yeah. yeah. And another thing is like to have that self-time, it's also yeah. so crucial because mm-hmm. it goes back to that base level relationship with you and you. And totally. I, and I honestly, like Melanie and I love our self-time just as much as totally. we love our time together. Mm-hmm. It's totally. It's really, you know, it's just, it's amazing to just be aware of, totally. you know, these different these different kind of like areas where life, not only life, but the relationships in your life go and then they turn. And if you can just understand that, okay, let's just make this as easy as possible versus every nook and cranny of this river has to be, you know, huge whitewater rapids. Let's just, yeah. let's just, uh, let's just like mellow out a little bit and go through it. So those times where I'm alone, I appreciate that. And those times that we're together, I appreciate that in their yeah. own rights. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's really powerful, you know, to have time apart when you're in a relationship because it also it makes you appreciate the relationship even more, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying Maya on this Rebel and Muse podcast all about relationships. Hey, um, I wanted to interrupt the podcast just really quick to let you know about Flower of Life's salve. They have this organic CBD healing salve. It's 250 milligrams of CBD per ounce. Used salve is made out of coconut oil, so um, a little goes a long way. It's amazing for all kinds of skin conditions. And not only that, but conditions under the skin, sore muscles, aches, pains, whatsoever. And if you go to floweroflife.com, 
actually flower of life f-o-l-c-b-d.com type in the code rebel and muse at your checkout for your healing salve it'll get you 20 percent off so go over there f-o-l-c-b-d.com code rebel and muse another thing you said was to ask yourself how do i feel right now what do i need emotionally today and the more you value and trust your needs, the more you value and trust the needs of others. That to me was profound because I, I do believe that if we are, if we're not aware of what our needs are, then we can't mm-hmm. and we don't vocalize them to a partner. How can we expect them to show up and, and support us in that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred so. percent. It's, that's one of the biggest things I think that creates, um, disconnection but also failure in relationships that I see um especially you know maybe like people who have patterns of being in relationships maybe for three months or six months or a year Mm -hmm. and then they keep you know breaking up and over and over it's like usually there's um one one person in that relationship has a hard time just sharing their true feelings and needs And so there's a lack of feeling met because the other person, yeah, just doesn't know what those are. And you can't like, and we can make up all these stories in our head about why, but if you don't have the conversation, then you never know if the person Mm -hmm. actually can meet your need, but also if you're not conscious of the need. And I think that's where a lot of people, what happens in childhood, if we don't get mirrored our needs by our parent, if they're not saying like, oh, wow, it looks like you need this. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. then we um, can definitely disconnect from our own needs. Or maybe if we always had to take care of our parents, that's very, very common. And mm. so we felt like we, you know, their needs are more important. And so there was a disconnection from our own needs. Mm-hmm. The base level suffers. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. then we don't, then we become adults and then we're like, oh, what, what are our needs? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know what my needs are. And then it's like, yeah, just really hard to be in relationship. And how, do you have any, any tips or recommendations of how someone can really connect with that awareness? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, asking that question throughout the day. You know, what do I need? Yeah. Yeah. What do I need? Or just like five times at a timer throughout the day. What do Mm -hmm. I need right now? And it could be, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. It could be, oh, I need to just like, or what, what do I need right now? And then, yeah, also that question, how do I feel? Because I think it's easy. There's the physical needs, but the emotional needs is really what usually has been missing in childhood for a lot of people that I work with Mm -hmm. and so like asking emotionally what do how am I how do I feel right now and what do I need emotionally Mm. and then to be able to give that to yourself is so profound like oh I feel kind of sad and alone oh like how can I comfort myself right now how can I give myself a feeling of love and comfort in that sadness and aloneness. Mm-hmm. Right. Tapping back to the complete awareness mm-hmm. of, of the mm-hmm. actual moment that's going on when it comes. And then, <laughs> then again, this is like one of those, it's a daily practice really. Yeah. yeah. And that, that self soothing, a lot of us didn't learn. A lot of us are better at um, 
self-soothing and a lot of us are better at uh, co like self-regulation versus co-regulation. So co-regulation is you and your partner regulating each other, calming each other down, making the other person feel good. And then self-soothing is making yourself calm down and feel good. And some people are more, are much better at self-soothing than they are at co-regulation. And mm -hmm. so those people need how to need to learn how to co-regulate better mm -hmm. because if they don't know how to co-regulate, then they go into a relationship and that's when usually the other person in the relationship feels kind of abandoned because mm -hmm. they're not fully emotionally allowing themselves to connect on that really deep level and to really be like in this emotional, um, secure kind of dance. Mm -hmm. And that, that can happen sense. when, again, you had to really be it's too independent in childhood and that, so it was just a strategy that you learned. Oh, I can't rely on others for soothing. I can't rely on others to feel good. I can't. So I just need to do this on my own, on my own, on my own. And then co-regulation feels actually quite scary. Mm -hmm. And so for those and people, vulnerable. that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the more that they, those people can allow themselves to open to this other person and allow themselves to be impacted and vice versa, the more they can have a secure relationship. And then for the people who are more anxious, that's the more avoidant, what I was just talking about, avoidantly mm -hmm. attached. And then for the more anxiously attached, the more you learn to self-soothe, the more you're going to be more internally secure and mm -hmm. be able to like calm yourself down when you're triggered or when the person hasn't called you back et cetera, et cetera, which is so important to have that ability to self-soothe. It's so crucial. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, yeah. We have, so like I said, uh, when we spoke a little earlier, I have quite a few friends that are so successful and amazing and they mm. are yet single. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of them are are, are wanting partnership. Other ones are saying, well, if it happens, it happens. Right. And, but I do, you know, I do believe that we all crave connection. Um, but a, a question from one of them says, what is yeah. your opinion of natural versus curated dating or online dating? Mm -hmm. Because, okay, okay first of all, mm -hmm. Kaleo and I, we've been together since pretty much before cell phones before yeah but so wait, there's definitely no apps but, but wait don't don't, <laughs> so we, don't, don't we, age us like that all the way no no like time yeah. out like technology moved way rapidly really when we like started hooking up yeah, like, so i mean that was like it went from like myspace to instagram in a blink of an eye kind of thing so you <laughs> can't you can't really like judge it on there it's not like world war one well, i'm just saying like, i don't have world any world war two like, good advice for my friends right all right i mean the technology just moves yeah. so fast yeah so the yeah. so the question was yeah how do you cure rate um the oh, online no what was it what's your opinion what? of oh. trying to find a date and a partner without going online or actually using these dating apps and and finding a partner that way yeah great question i highly recommend online dating um in my opinion if you're single it's best to do both offline dating and online dating mm -hmm. so definitely you know going to places to meet people, whether it's that party of someone you don't, you know, maybe you don't know very many people at the party, or maybe it's 
going to a new class or a new event or a conference or a workshop or, you know, just going to the grocery store, anywhere you could meet someone. Mm -hmm. But then also, I, you know, I would say most of my, I'm actually, I'm an online dating expert. I specialize in online dating. I highly believe in online dating. That's where I've met. That's where I met my partner. Um, you know, it's, it's, it works very, very well when you use it correctly. So Mm -hmm. that's what I help my clients do is use it in a very, very effective way. And the thing is, especially when you're in, I don't, you know, yeah, there's different age groups, but I would say, especially when you're older, like, you know, even more, you know, how, like, can you imagine if you're like 55 or 50, like how many people are really out and about like looking for a partner, Mm -hmm, you know? So even like, for example, my mom, she met her partner on OkCupid and she was 70. So it's like, I just think it's so powerful for people who maybe don't have time to go out all the time, which is most people, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And so you just, you actually save a lot of time, um, because you can do a lot of the vetting before you even meet the person. And everyone on most everyone online is single, whereas if you go to an event, you know, most of the people or at least half will probably be in a relationship. So right. I think it's an amazing way to meet single people. Okay. So do you do you well, I don't I don't know if you want to call them out, but do you have any apps that you recommend or any services that you recommend or how about this? Any that you don't recommend to find an available partner? Um, yeah, I would say for the apps and the websites, you know, the best thing to do is find out, um, in your area, what is the most popular. Mm -hmm. So every area is different. So, you know, in one area, it might be match.com or it might be Bumble or it might be OkCupid. And then another area, you know, the best website might be, um, you know, chemistry.com or something. So anyways, I do think it's very location dependent. And I think that's what people, people should be focusing on is what is the most popular in my area. Like for example, Arkansas is going to be really different than the Bay area. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's kind of like Lyft and Uber. Good. I like in our area. There's not much. I work with clients all over the world. So I see this. It's like, you know, some Mm -hmm. India is going to be, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it could be completely different than Ireland. So it's just like, we really have to be location dependent around this and see like, but that's what I would recommend is going to the sites and apps where the most people in your area are on them because you mm-hmm. want the biggest pool. Right. And then also I definitely recommend niche sites like for older people. Our time is a great niche site. Mm-hmm. And then for spiritual people, Meet Mindful is also worth doing. It's not amazing because there's not a ton of people on it, but you can definitely find people who are more in your niche. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wonderful response. Okay, so another one was, how does a first date not turn into uh, feeling like a job interview? So this came specifically (laughs) from a a friend who, you know, she's, again, she's very successful in in her industry. And it turns out, you know, the guys usually just start to ask about her job. Oh, How can she shift and redirect and not make it all about her accolades? (laughs) Yeah, I highly recommend that exactly she does not. 
um, make it all about her accolades. It sounds like she already knows that, which is fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, if he asks her about her job, she says like a sentence and then she, you know, changes the conversation to something else. Mm-hmm. Just redirects. Um, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, the way that you make it not a job interview is to um, to have the first date really about be- having fun and being present. So it's like, okay, I'm going on the date and all I'm going to focus on is having fun and being present. Not, is this going to be my soulmate? Is this my life partner? Mm -hmm. Is this the man I'm going to marry? Because if those are the kind of thoughts you're having, then you're not going to be that present and you're going to like have to tick some things off of your list, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think the first date, especially with online dating is really about do I like this person or not? And so that's why you can just be present and have fun. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whatever. And so then it's, so one thing that's important is to go to have, you know, go to places where you feel the most relaxed and comfortable. And like, for example, when I was doing online dating, there was a particular restaurant that had also had a bar And I could also drink tea there because I don't really drink alcohol. And it just had a really nice atmosphere that made me happy. So I was like, cool, like, let's Mm -hmm. meet here, you know. So creating the conditions where you're going to be relaxed and and enjoying yourself, I think, is really important, especially for women. I totally dig the presence because yeah. you have to be present in anywhere you show up or else you really yeah. or else you really are going to miss that experience that's going to yeah. that will eventually lead to the next but the next will happen. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but that moment now is that's where all the power is because you're able yeah. to make the clearest most precise decisions in the moment and yeah. that has a direct effect to every moment after that. Yeah, totally. And really, like, I think a lot of what attracts men to women is our energy. And so the more we're energetically in our bodies, the more we're energetically present, the more we're energetically our heart is open, the more they're going to be able to feel us in their bodies. And when they feel Mm -hmm. that, they're like, ooh, I want more of that Mm because that's your true feminine energy and essence. But if they can't feel you, then they're not going to want to move forward. Have I you ever worked that. with men? I know, I know. On the bio, it's it's yeah. it's strictly women. But I was just I work ask. with men. I work with men as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and that's super fun. And yeah. and how different are the approaches you find when you're doing it? It is different. It's very. It is. There's definitely a lot of similar stuff in terms of the attachment stuff. Is all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But for the men, I really help them, you know, really pursue, be the pursuers, because I actually, even though I'm a total feminist, 100%, I was raised by me too, one of one of the biggest (laughs) feminists ever. Um, I uh, definitely believe that in masculine feminine dynamics, and that it's women want to feel pursued and men want to pursue. So let's give each other the opportunity to do that and so I teach the men really how to pursue in a healthy way as well as just like the women how to discern in a healthy way and how to you know show up in a secure way 
so that they can be, you know, the loving, consistent, reliable and available partner, you know, that women desire and that they desire because they're coming to me because they want an available, healthy relationship as well. Wow, cool. And so uh, there is a lot of similarity in terms of, yeah, the emotional stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I can, I can imagine, you know, you, I like how you said the masculine and the feminine energy, because yeah. if you're going to be working with the same sex couple, there's still, I mean, we all have the masculine feminine energy yeah. within us. So there exactly. is going to be one partner that wants to pursue or be pursued in, yes. in a same sex couple as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And to be transparent, yeah, most of my work is not is with, you know, heterosexual people. And so that is my specialty. So Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, I'm, you know, when I've worked with, um, with people who are attracted to the same sex, I definitely, you know, I let them tell me like, yeah, do you want to be the pursuer? Do you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I, I definitely like, refer more to them, because I know less. And so I'm, yeah, that's definitely not my specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, you did say a few minutes ago, checking off the boxes or ticking the boxes. I, I wanted to circle around to that because I do, I've heard friends of mine when they've been trying to find a partner, um, they're not checking off all the boxes or I have a big list and, and they check off some of my list. What do you feel about that being held to this list that you've created? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have a particular process um, that kind of creates like a GPS system mm-hmm. for um, calling in the partner, and um, and so I and it does involve lists, um, and so I do think it's really one of the things that um, really helped me call in my partner was to be incredibly clear and to be held accountable for what I said that I desired. And so when you, that's, you know, part of why the work I do is so powerful to have that coach that holds your hand, but also holds you accountable. Mm -hmm. So, but I also think that people can have too long of lists. And so therefore they're too picky. And so (laughs) they're never going to be happy. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I've created this process that allows you to be held accountable to your list so that you're not, um, but it's not too long of a list and it's not too short of a list so that you get what you need and what you desire, but you don't have these insane standards that make it so you're never happy Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's the other thing is a lot of people are too, uh, here's, this is really interesting is a lot of the people that I see, they think they're too picky, but they're not too picky. Mm. So I think that's something really interesting is that some women and men, like their friends have said, you're too picky. But then I talk to them like, no, you're not too picky at all. You just have standards. Right. So there's (laughs) that difference between like, am I too picky or do I, you know, and so it's about really having good standards and sticking to those Mm -hmm. because we can make, and obviously, you know, I do agree with the fact that like the person that we attract might be totally different than what like our vision is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's some crucial things that each person needs. And when we don't honor that, we usually are not happy in the relationship. Right. And how much pressure or let's see, not pressure, how much weight do you think 
people should put on physical aspects on that list, you know, because someone um, could want a, a yeah. dark haired, blue eye and everything else checks off, but it showed up as a completely different package. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important to be open to the physical, to different physical types. Mm -hmm. I would say that is one of the biggest areas I see people are too picky in is physical type. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to be open, but I definitely think you have to be attracted. So yeah. it's really important that you're attracted to the person that you're with. But sometimes, a lot of times, especially women, um, I would say this happens more with women, is that the attraction can grow. Mm -hmm. And so being open to that happening is really great. Hmm, interesting. So yeah. you work with clients all over the world. Um, and our listeners are going to be listening to this and like, okay, well, well how does the process work? How, how does she work with me if she's in San Francisco and I'm just going to say like Hawaii? Yeah. How to, right. how, how to, take us through the process of how you're able to coach remotely. Yeah. So I have this online coaching program called Empower Love, and it's specifically designed for successful you know, women who have had this pattern of attracting unavailable partners or who've just been stuck and frustrated in dating relationship for a long time. And so it's a four month program. And the process is so profound because the women, not only does it teach you exactly how to find this healthy, loving relationship, but it also teaches you, you know, brings you into this level of self-love and self-care and self-trust and happiness in the life that you have um, that is just incredible to see. I mean, last night, so, so there's coaching calls. So the women are on these coaching calls. So not only are they getting coached by me, but they're also getting coached by um, a coach that I've trained in this particular process. Mm. And so they have so much support and accountability because they have just like lots of education, lots of coaching and the Facebook group. It's just like incredible amounts of accountability and support. And that's really a lot of times what's needed when we have these patterns that's been going on for 10, 20, 30 years is to have this intensive container of um, having that accountability and support and education and healing work. Right. And, and so, yeah. you know, so, you know, there's women who've been in these patterns for 20 years and they come in and month two, they're in this healthy, loving relationship and they're like, holy cow like i've never experienced <laughs> this ever before in my entire life and what you, took me so long yeah <laughs> yeah totally totally and yeah. and do you i mean of course they're going to complete the course though the four months even yes. if they found yeah <laughs> oh yeah okay that's super important i found yeah. my i found my guy peace out <laughs> i'm yeah. good now yeah that's really important and yeah. yeah women get so much value because you know exactly once even if they found their guy month two they're the deep work that we're doing is just so profound for, for their whole life. It really mm -hmm. affects the career, their finances, their health when they do oh, this absolutely. deep healing work. Yeah. yeah, I can see that for sure. So yeah. is, is this a program? So you said it's a four month. It can yep. start anytime, correct? Yes, you okay. can enroll anytime. Exactly. It's rolling enrollment. Yep. Okay. So someone can call today and enroll. Exactly. Awesome. How exciting. Thank yeah. you so much for doing this work. It's so important. 
Mm, you're so welcome. Important. I'm so, so grateful to be doing this work. It's so fulfilling yeah. to be able to help people with this. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, I think yeah. we should have you on another time and talk about some more stuff. I know my friends are going to have some questions, so I will direct them all awesome. to your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Sounds all right, great. so we'll have your website and everything in our show notes so people can find you. And again, this is Fantastic. Maya Diamond, Relationship and Dating Coach. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much for your time. Maya. This was beautiful. Yeah, you're welcome. And can I can I say the website right now? Absolutely. Oh, yes, for, the, for people, because sometimes I, for me, as I'm a podcast, I'm a total podcast listener, and I always Go forget to look there. at the show notes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, which is, um, it's called empowerlove.us forward slash love. So you can just go to empowerlove.us forward slash love. And also, I just wanted to let everyone know that I um that I also have a podcast, um, which is called Rewire Your Attachment Style. And um, I would actually love to interview the two of you sometimes. So we'll talk offline about that. Perfect. That deal. So fun. Total <laughs> deal. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everyone, check it out. And they will be in the show notes. And peace out. Allah. Thank you. Thanks. Have a beautiful day. Bye. And also, before I totally leave this podcast, I want to remind you that if you go to New Tricks, that's N-U-T-R-E-X hyphen Hawaii dot com. You will find the most incredible Hawaiian spirulina from this company there. Uh, so spirulina, what is it? It's it's basically this incredible algae. This one particularly this is the only brand that Melanie and I will use just because of the high potency and how clean and clean is really what you want to do when you're having spirulina. Everything from losing weight, improving gut health, managing diabetes, lowering cholesterol, reducing blood pressure, preventing heart disease, boosting metabolism, reducing allergy symptoms, you name it, spirulina does it. It's like the ultimate cellular food. And I've been taking this ever since I was in high school. And Nutrix is the most trusted brand for Melanie and I. So if you go to Nutrix-Hawaii.com and you put in the code REBELNMUSE at the cart, you will receive 30% off your entire purchase. I'm a huge fan of the spirulina, but they have all kinds of goodies there. So go take a look at the store at newtricks-hawaii.com. Type in the code Rebel and Muse to save 30%.